I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Higgity haggity, hoggity haggity, higgity haggity hicks. Oh, it's time to open up my wonderful bag of tricks. Ziggity ziggity, wiggity haggity, fliggity flaggity flay. Oh, I wonder what we'll find today. Hi, children. Um, this is Frank Skinner on uh, what we call Not the Weekend podcast um, through the um, intervention of Absolute Radio. Mm. And I'm with. Um, Holly Walsh and Emily Dean. One boy. Is this growing on you at all? I just keep thinking if you reverse the lyrics to two boys, one little girl, it would be a lot creepier. Mm. But you see, they probably they probably had a meeting about that and arrived at the right decision. <laughs> I thought you said, Holly, you were going to do the whole show lying sort of flat on your back. And now you've, okay, you've, hold on, let me reposition myself. You've completely uh, lost your nerve. It'll be on very uncomfortable line like no, that. No, you've said it and I'm doing it. She's got a puffer on as well. She has got a puffer on. She's had so one on all... You sound like an asthmatic. She's had one on all week. <laughs> I don't know what's the matter with her. I've got the chills. Oh. They're mm. multiplying. <laughs> no. How's your control? <laughs> I lost it. Oh. <laughs> uh... Frank, while we await the biscuits, because we are waiting for the biscuits, can the we just put that out here? aren't coming, let's face no. it. No, They are coming, you've just got to believe. They're not coming. This is a, you know when trust. someone leaves and you say, will you bring the biscuits, and they say yes, and you know the yes is just like a nervous tick. It's not an answer, because they haven't really heard the question. Yeah. It's yes, then they've gone, you think there'll be no biscuits. Okay. They'll if the biscuits come, I'll 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 let you if know. If we build uh, it, they they will come. That's what I was told. Well, yes, but I think we've got more chance of the ghosts of the Chicago <laughs> White Sox turning up. The ghost than, of a baseball, an ongoing baseball team. Yeah, we've got more chance of that than we have of um, the biscuits turning up. Frank, um, uh, alarming sight. Um, <laughs> I'm having a banana as a substitute for the uh, no, non-arrival. That's a bit comedy. I, well, I, I tell you what else I was alarmed by, sighting-wise, this week. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the work of Zachary Furnish John? Zachary Furnish. Oh, that, that's the that baby. Uh, the progeny of uh, Elton and David. Does he Why qualify do call as progeny? White? Well, I call, what's that, sorry? Why are they calling him Furnish White? <laughs> I didn't. No, why I, don't they? Oh, what do you mean? Well, isn't his Dwight. real name? D- oh, Dwight, yeah, furnished that, white. Yeah, but that would oh, sa- sound like he was furnished white. <laughs> yeah. yeah but Dwight furnished. I don't think there's... Uh, I thought you meant sounds like he's furnished been a, white. He's had an interior decorator in. I thought you were trying to bring Dwight York into it. This no, is one paternity meant... issue he's not involved in. <laughs> not, not, not yet. No. But he... Um, did you see there were... He was at the um, Oscars party. Elton. Yeah, Zachary was. Zachary was well, at the party. Well, I was a bit alarmed anyway, because can I tell you guys, he was wearing what I hate, which was a child in a navy blazer with a crest detail on the pocket. <laughs> uh, it made me feel sick. It's like... You sure that wasn't Elton without his wig no, on? No, but you know when children wear that, it's like, I call it dictator's child running amok in Harrods. How old is this? Isn't it a tiny baby? He's under 22. Oh, really? That Barely old? two. Oh. 
Uh, but he was allowed to stay up in the navy blazer and the, and the sort of side-parting hair with a well, little bit of gel. They're, they're getting their money's worth out of him, aren't they? My goodness, it's like, it's like Rebecca Brooks and the horse. They're going to run <laughs> him into the ground. He was boy. being passed around like the port. Oh, He was no. being passed around the table. Poor Zachary. But I did think, well, it's quite late and it's a bit loose, the environment for a child of that age, really. Don't mm. you think, the Oscars? But, you know, these are bohemian types. They don't worry about the normal mores of society, do they? No, but then I did also feel very jealous because I remember as a child that was the ultimate holy grail. What, the you Oscars? got to stay, No, staying up. <laughs> yeah. No, that was just every, you know, that was just a calendar diary for us. <laughs> but um, it was getting to stay up was always, that got me so excited. You'd say at school, did you get to stay up? Yeah, we stayed up. My parents had this thing called grown-up time. Oh, did and <laughs> I you, don't you, like the sound of that, You Frank. didn't know... Well, they're, they're their own radio show. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you'd entered grown-up time until someone shouted at you, It's grown-up time! <laughs> and um, this would usually involve being put to bed... Just a minute, just a minute. The here come um, the biscuits. <laughs> yeah, biscuits thanks, are here. Thanks for ruining my anecdote, biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if I, had, if I have a choice between anecdote and biscuit, I'm sorry. But forget mm. it. doesn't ruin your anecdote. Yeah, your parents the, had a thing called no, adult time. No, the, the yeah. this has disappeared now. No, come on, don't sulk. I, I'm not. Anyway, who else has got a great story? Come on, Holly. <laughs> no, Holly. No, but I know you did. So it was grown up time. So it was grown up time. So what happened was they put us to bed at like. Did um, I change that to adult time accidentally? No, that, it's that not sounds, adult time. That sounds <laughs> going to be Richard Desmond channel. You need time. to stay in your room because we're having adult time. Oh no! And then they also had adult time, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, when we they discuss their political <laughs> opinions. Um, I remember um, in the summer having to go to bed and it's still being light outside and just and I could hear the next door neighbour's children playing outside and thinking, this is not fair. Oh, no. <laughs> but then it was grown-up time and if you ever went downstairs during <laughs> grown-up time, you would know about it. Yeah. Were they the same age as you, though, the next-door neighbour's children? Yeah. Oh, but maybe they weren't very neglected. Well, they went to the Oscars... And the Golden Globes, so... Did they? We were never allowed. That was, um... I have to say, I had no concept of kids not have, like, having, having to get to bed early. <laughs> I just stayed up till, like... I'd often be up till 11 o'clock midnight when all through my childhood. Didn't you have a beddy by this time? No. Oh. I went to bed when they went to bed. Oh, my God. Occasionally, I'd stay up and watch the end of The Outer Limits. <laughs> I remember our kids stayed up and watched The, end, uh, the Outer Limits. The Outer Limits? The Outer Limits was like a sort of, uh... Horror, stroke, mystery story type. It was a different story every week, but there was a famous one when a man's on an aeroplane and he looks out the window and there's, there's another man standing on the wing. Is it like a Twilight Zone? Thing? Yes, that yeah. kind wow, of thing. that sounds cool. Yeah, and my, uh, our kid stayed up to watch the end on his own. And our Terry, who's a bit older than our kid... He was the owl keeper, our Terry. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he also had a fishing rod and he got his fishing rod out um, out of the upstairs window with a matchbox hanging on the hook and tapped on the window <laughs> of the room where our Keith was watching <laughs> the ghost story. <laughs> and uh, my dad heard moving about on the landing and he went out and there was, uh, strangely, our Terry with a fishing rod out the window and he, he suspected foul play. And he went downstairs and Keith was underneath the table crying. He was so terrified. How old was he? He would have been about 12. Terrified is completely apt in that. Terrified, yeah, absolutely perfect. No, I used to... My parents would let us watch uh, Carry On Dick 
That was one of our favourite. How often was that adult? on? Was that an adult no, well, we watched Carry On Seasons because that was one of our favourite films. Actually, Carry On Seasons was a lovely one, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it had the four. So it featured the four seasons yeah, in each four. section. We loved Carry On films. Oh, it was awful. But we didn't understand that they were funny. I imagine your mum was in Carry On films, was she not? <laughs> no, but I was allowed to stay up to watch some of my performances if I was in something that was on late. I was given special dispensation. Yeah, I have to say, in, in our house, that wasn't an issue. <laughs> our TV appearances staying up late. It's not the big plus, you think, because I'd go to school and I'd say, God, that debate on late-night line-up got a bit tense. And the other kids just look at you. <laughs> the other kids, I remember talking... I talked about closed down, because in those days, telly would end at, like, half eleven or something. It would just mm. stop and they'd play the national anthem. And I referred... To, and The other kids didn't know there was such a thing. As close as down. They thought the telly just went through the night. I remember my parents used to go to um, dinner parties, you know, other people's houses, and and we'd go to their house and they'd put us in the upstairs bed and we'd sleep in in the like host's bed until uh, okay. until the end of the dinner when they'd come upstairs. And like an insect like, colony. They'd scoop us up and they'd put us in the car and they'd take us home again and we, we you know. Quite often, you didn't wake up until you were, you'd, you know, until the next morning. So you'd been transported in the night. Oh really? Oh, I loved falling asleep in the car, and then your dad carries you in the yeah, duvet. Yeah, it's all cold outside, and you get. Loved I would have liked that if we had a car <laughs> or a duvet. Yeah, or indeed a Did duvet. Did you have blankies? You strike me as a blanket family. We had family. many blankets. Had a bike and a blanket. Probably, we had so. many, many blankets. Did you have duvets? I don't think duvets were invented until <laughs> oh, the till the seventies, were they? I had a duvet. I was in the eighties, though. Yeah, exactly. Not really a great disprover of my <laughs> initial point. No, no, no. I was, if anything, I was trying to prove it. Yeah, well, you failed. No, it was just the tone of my voice didn't help, but the message was similar. I wasn't denying it. I'm not a duvet denier. Don't deny the, 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 the duvet, because if you deny the duvet three times... And then um, you get to be told off by Jesus. He's on holiday at the moment. Jesus? No, the cockroach. Oh, is, is the world a safe place? <laughs> I didn't even know he had holidays. Frank, we've had some emails in. Lovely. We have uh, Ben Jackson. I wondered uh, what... Oh, no, it was Ben Johnson. And Simon Stanley have emailed in. Sorry, Ben Jackson. Mm. <laughs> you smell like eel! Hey, I'm sorry, Ben Jackson. Do, 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 do. That's what I did. All right, sorry. Mm. <laughs> Shall I do it as well? <laughs> no, I think I think I think one repeat. I said that once to Mike Jackson, well, who was that... the commander of the British Army, and he didn't laugh either. Yeah, but what's now I did happened at a dinner. to the the no repeat guarantee has been dragged through the dust <laughs> by Holly Walsh? <laughs> Sorry, you were talking to General Mike Jackson. Yes. You said General Mike Jackson. I did. You smell of eel. You no, said I didn't that. say that. I just quoted the song, and he didn't laugh. He wouldn't know it though, he, would he? I don't no, that's I like took a, a risk. That's like a high court judge saying, who is this gasser? <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, um, that's quite enough Jackson mm. for one morning or evening. Um, mm. Are you eating that biscuit? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I saw the eight-year-old Frank Skinner there. Mm. <laughs> this is regarding Welsh I'm surprised man. you recognise me in my gas mask. <laughs> Carry on. This is regarding the world's shortest man. Oh, thank He's a friend of the show, Holly. Good morning, Mr <laughs> Skinner. Mr Cochran. Actually, it's Miss Walsh. Uh, and Miss Dean. I think it's probably Miss. Mm. Miss. Miss. You miss. prefer Miss? Yes. I'm a podcast listener and couldn't do without the oral honey you so delicately pour into my ears twice a week. I don't. 
However, to business. <laughs> I tweeted this to Miss Dean during the week. Yeah. But I'm not sure she saw this. And I thought best to email the show. Okay. I was gone a bit passive aggressive with me. There is a new world shortest man. And we've also had news Ben Jackson has oh, also said. Yes. Yeah, we have a new world shortest man. And I had uh, contact midweek from Ross Noble. You did? Yes. From an, who's another friend of the show who said... He's we, also up for world shortest man. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> What's that? How did, he, how did he pull that one off? He's quite tall. Well, Ross just said 76, he won't be WSM for long. Oh, is he 70? I, yeah, I think he's 72. This is, why, this is what I've got to say. That um, you shrink when you get a bit older. Mm. So he might have been, you know, three, two or three inches taller, but then as he got older, he would have sort of shrunk down a bit. Can That's we just introduce enough, him, please? Yes. Uh, he please is do. Chandra Bahadadangi, <laughs> who obviously, I don't know how Sorry, familiar. was that... Um, <laughs> Did somebody just drop a coin <laughs> down the tin corrugated roof oh, next door? Oh, it's Chandra Bahaladagi. Oh, there goes another one. Who ousted Kagendra Tapamaga, who in turn ousted Junray Ballowing, who in turn ousted Heaping Ping. Oh, I, th- I thought Junray <laughs> oh, yeah. Ballowing was the current... Uh, yes, you're right, Junray Ballowing. Oh, Frank, you're right. I'll say he Junray was... Ballowing He was... must have been got it. He became yeah. world's yeah. smallest man when he was 18. He must have think I've got this for years. And then suddenly, out of nowhere... Um, Chandra Bahadadangi. Dangi turns up. Dangi. Dangi's five centimetres shorter. <laughs> or take a rope and hang me. Hang me from that tree. But <laughs> brief me. Doop, doop, doop. Do you know he that was, song? No. OK. He was... Do you know, he lives in a remote kind of... It's Nepal he lives in. Well, he in was, a way, we all do. <laughs> he lives he in was visited Nepal. by a timber merchant last month, and that's how he was discovered. He was measured. Yes, he was measured. I wonder how many hands. I don't he's know. probably a hand. Yeah, he's, he's probably not even a hand. He's a knuckle. He's a bit near the knuckle. I, I would like to know whether the timber merchant <laughs> um, said, excuse me, do you mind if I uh, measure you? Or did he just casually stand behind him with a tape measure? <laughs> or just have a really good look at where his head came to on the wall? Because I saw a picture of the new, uh, of, of uh, what's he called again? Chandra Bahadadangi. I saw a picture of Chandra Bahadadangi. And he was, uh, he was standing next to his uh, Guinness Book of Records uh, frame certificate for oh, yeah. World's Shortest Man. And he was squatting in the picture. And that's oh. immediately my antennae. <laughs> I thought, I hope this has been properly verified. <laughs> this is not just somebody stooping a bit. But the fact is that he's 72, I yes. believe, and he's only just been discovered as the world's shortest yeah, man. This he's is a bit point. of a Johnny-come-lately. I just wonder, I don't, I don't know how he crept under the wire. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my point, he's just, he wasn't the world's smallest man, and then he just shrunk to become the world's smallest man. No, think, he was undiscovered. I, I'm not sure we can legally say that about him. I, I understand he's already very litigious. Oh, really? I know very little. Sorry, I can't read my own <laughs> handwriting. Well, he wears a hat... And I don't like that hat. I think it's a bit loosh. It's, he it's wears a, like a pointy hat, hat, doesn't he? Yeah. He's getting into the PR of the whole thing. Generally no. Ballowing, there was a purity to his work. Whereas, I, I, yeah, I don't like this. Oh, I've got a hat. <laughs> Posing and squatting. You don't want a pointy hat either. No, because exactly. you no, want to look as short as you possibly can. <laughs> Get him a flat cap if he must wear a hat. Exactly. Or a mortarboard. Giving people their line to draw along. <laughs> But Thomas, isn't it an inconvenience wearing a hat if you're... Because every time you walk under a table, which I imagine he does, on his constant quest for um, discarded <laughs> chewing gum, the hat gets knocked off. <laughs> oh, dangy. 
You're playing it all wrong, my friend. He's no Jenray Balloway. He isn't. Who was which was the ping one? That was he ping ping. He ping ping was the last one. About two thousand and seven, I think you'll find. He was quite was a his looker, era. I yeah. He had a sort of uh, teenage like vibe about him. <laughs> he looked like a fun guy. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't. I he did a lot of low fiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas um, Chen Barabara Dingi. He, um, he, um, Are you talking about Kagendra Tapamagra or Chandra Bahadadangi? I'm talking about Chandra Bahadadangi, <laughs> obviously. Isn't that what I said? It's best said in a Brummy accent. That I means. think it is. And although he lives in Nepal, apparently um, they asked him about um, Mount Everest. He'd never heard of it. Oh, hadn't he? He's not interested in tall stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how can you live in Nepal and not have heard of... Mount Everest. Because no one mentioned it. They thought it's going to blow his tiny mind. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't, don't mention it. Like, imagine if you were that small and someone tried to explain something that huge to you. Mm. I mean, I get confused when people try and explain, you know, Greg Davis to me. I mean, yeah, he's I'm not quite even tall. that tall. Mm. Small. So you think he'd have, uh, yeah? I wouldn't have wanted him to make a, uh, a mountain out of a mountain. <laughs> That would have been terrible. He looks, um, I don't know, the world's shortest man. As much as I have a deep affection for him, they never look well to me. No. He'd, he's sort of socking in his cheeks as well on the picture <laughs> I saw. Like he's trying to look thinner. He's already got a vein. He's gone a bit fashion week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I hope he's not going to start dieting and stuff like that. That would be terrible. I lost eight grams with this diet. <laughs> also, he'll be running a mock on that table as well. Because you get the pick of the bunch, you see. You don't have to sit back restrained in a chair. He can just put, plonk himself on the table, on the dining table. There That's was a true. picture of... I don't know if it was Junray. I remember we had a slight heated debate about it, Frank. It was a can of Coke. And I was arguing that he was the same height as the can of no. bottle Diet Coke. Well, I think it's one of those two-litre bottles. Two-litre bottle, yeah. possibly. Couldn't have been the same height as a can of Coke. <laughs> no, no. That would be, that, mean you'd have to have a bath in a cup. That's Holly's hands. Yeah. No, that, that would have been... Uh, tiny hands. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've got to go to a wedding next month. And I received the wedding list through, oh the, through the post. Well, you have to go online. And Cheek. I have to go to a lot of weddings. <laughs> you so. have to look it up. You have to look up what you've got to buy someone. Yeah. No, but Holly, darling, you're lovely and young, so you're still on the first marriages. I love that time of I life. am chock-a-block <laughs> with first marriages. So. I've got all the second time rounds now. Is that bit what white, happens? Bit white trouser suit, women in white trouser suit. Is that what happens? Mm. Anyway. So, so now I'm going I've to like... I've got all the vasectomies. <laughs> The vasectomy showers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, 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 they're a tough night out. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, My, the, the, the gift lists are a bit more limited as well. <laughs> I have to go to these to go to these weddings, and um, somebody I know is getting married. It's my boyfriend's friend, so it's not someone I know mm. directly. Is it someone you hate? Mm, okay, know. no, okay. No. Good. It's not like a. It's not like a sort of. Your feelings about that astronomer? No. More. Mm, don't, don't, even, don't even bring him up. Um, so um, I went on the wedding list to see what I could get. Yeah. You know, I had a sort of, in my head, a rough amount of money that I was willing to spend. Yeah. And I know there, are, there is only three things left. One of them is a huge stack of plates that's like 150 quid. So you've got to get in early. Yeah, honey. I know, I'm an idiot. 
The other thing is... Could you uh, not break that down to a... Get it down to a, how much would an, an individual plate be? Now, you can't do that. Fra- yeah, you see, what it, happens they it with these wedding lists, mm. you get the £50 frenzy, which is what I call it. Everyone wants to spend £50, so anything in that area just goes. And you can't get one teaspoon in an old side plate. That's awful present. <laughs> Although they wouldn't know anymore because it's all just you do it online and then it gets delivered. I like the old-fashioned... Uh, is it the Greeks that pin money to the wedding dress? <laughs> yeah. Some are brilliant. If, if we must have capitalism, as you know, I'm, I'm uh, lately a Marxist. <laughs> if we must have capitalism, let's up front it. Yeah. Pin the money to the actual dress. I think there's some are brilliant about it. I love that. it. And also... Even put, the, it, put it down the top of the bra area. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. That's tuck it in no, the you know what? That's I'm a bit lap dance then, isn't it? <laughs> Also, it's nice to see um, Charles Darwin exposed on the dress because that's a suggestion that the relationship is going to continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. Oh. You so, were saying? So there's this plate, there's a really expensive sort of Le Crusoe Oh, lovely. Mm. Very nice. And then there's a place... Le Crusoe dish. Didn't, doesn't he play for Liverpool? <laughs> no, they're those lovely, lovely bright orange... Yeah, they're lovely. Stewed, is that like a crock pot? A little bit, Frank, yeah. A slow cooker? No, not like a slow cooker. No, it's cooker. just a dish. Casserole, Frank, then, darling. Listen. <laughs> How much would that dish be? Do we looking at 100? 100 quid for a dish. Looking at a ton, yeah. It's got to be only fools and horses. <laughs> what these people need to but do I'll is... I'll send it to you for 45. You're from sorry. I know saying you're looking at a ton. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can cop your hands and reproduce the dish. Enough of the vasectomies. Uh, oh, okay, fair enough. And, and then uh, the last thing on the list is a Playstation. They've oh asked dear. for a PlayStation. Get out of town. I, I suspect think there's these are something... two people who have run out of conversation <laughs> pre, pre-marriage. Exactly. You shouldn't be buying people a PlayStation to set up their Please, wedding. How old are they? 15? No, there are. They're my age. Oh, she said, oh, right. <laughs> Do you know, that's the nicest <laughs> oh. thing you've ever said to me, Holly. I want to kiss you right at this moment. I don't. I want to kick her. <laughs> and, um... My age. It was said with, it was said with <laughs> contempt. I'm not even that much younger than you. You're right. Uh, and then, and then they, they asked for PlayStation, which I feel is really, I really object to, because you're supposed to buy people wedding list presents to sort of set themselves up on, in their life, and why should I buy them a home entertainment system? I mean, I wouldn't even buy myself that. Yeah. Why should you get more entertainment? Would you buy a lap dancer? I think it's so greedy. Well, no. Um... <laughs> No, I, but it does worry me that they, they are thinking, well, we're getting married, what on earth are we going to do in the evenings? Yeah. You know, they, they, at the moment, conversation should still be rabid. Mm. Rabid? Say. Yeah, on a good night. Um, but what, as in frothy at the mouth? I think, <laughs> well, I think that uh, what they need is one of those, um, you know, you know, on, they give the people on um, The Only Way is Essex, they give them a sort of, uh, a sort of crib sheet of possible topics to discuss yeah i think that's what should be given to these people you know that what should be on the fourth plinth the bermuda triangle favorite doctor who that kind of thing <laughs> well so everybody in who's invited to the wedding has to write an evening's discussion points wouldn't that be that's brilliant a great idea if you yeah. said i'm not going to go off the list i'm going to go a bit off piste i'm going to give you some things to talk about i think it'll help you <laughs> so out a whole bit where you just dip in and you can always have a conversation speaking of the fourth plinth mm. um by the way i I don't know if you've been past recently. The fourth plinth, in case you're uh, outside London, is, is uh, it's in Trafalgar Square, and three of the plinths at the the corners of the square have got military figures from you know the Indian Wars, that kind of thing. I think there's a king out there, 
But then there's an empty one, and they put different things. And currently, there's a, a boy on a rocking horse. You seen it? Yeah. Oh. And you know, when I was a child, my great unfulfilled wish was to have a rocking horse. I really, really wanted one. And I, I went past it, um, that one in Trafalgar Square and told this story. Mm. <clears throat> and um, the person said, well, you could afford one now. Oh. And I thought, you know, I could do that. I could have like a home cinema. I could have a life-sized rocking horse, wear a cowboy outfit and watch westerns in there. Why not? <laughs> Why not? What's the point of showbiz if you're not going to do stuff like that? Yeah. If you and Kath ever get married, just make sure that's on your wedding list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a full-sized, man-sized horse to ride on. I once was in... Uh, where was I? It was somewhere like uh, Madrid or somewhere like that. And it, no, Seville. And um, I went looking for gifts, and I saw a life-size horse made of Capidamonte. What's Capidamonte? It's like a china. And I thought... Oh, that's hard to transport. What would be the hardest thing to take onto a plane? It would be a life-size <laughs> Capri de Monte horse. <laughs> so I didn't get it. Well, I, I bet that'd be easier to get on a plane than 75 millilitres of... Or Shane McGowan. He's hard to get onto a plane. He's extremely <laughs> he hard. When he was... Uh, it's not that he hates flying, it's other it, reasons. It's they hate him. Yes. Now, when I interviewed Shane McGowan, they, they wouldn't let him on one flight because they, they thought he was inebriated. No, they've worked out, they've got a way around it. They put him in a wheelchair now. Do they? Mm. Excellent. He's had his teeth done as well, so he looks a lot more reputable. Yeah. He had the old card. You never know he had any problems at all now. <laughs> the Queen Mother's cardboard was put in there. I once got a tartan hammock for some Scottish gentry, and you know, it went down very well. A tartan yes. hammock? I didn't know what to get. And I went off-piste. Because I don't often like... What, at the end of the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I told you about that. That was the best man. I didn't want anyone to know that. A tartan hammock is... A, that's well, I just, lovely. I thought it was lovely. And actually, I don't, I don't like wedding lists. Because I just think it's so impersonal, as we've said with the side plate and the teaspoon. You're not going to remember that. Every time you have a boiled egg, you'll think, what, oh, I've got what me What people have often now is you just put money into a pool and then they go on holiday with it. Is that right? Yeah. But what it, you know, it's supposed to be that you set up your your life. But I I think it sort of says we don't trust the taste of our friends, so we'll just tell them what to buy us. Mm. Like the first people to invent the wedding list must have been really selfish people, just to go. Everyone's like, oh, what, what do you want for your wedding? And they're like, listen, just look at the list. I'll just publish a list. <laughs> you can pick off that. It, it is. It's a very odd idea. I've just made up my mind. I'm never going to buy another wedding present as long as I live <laughs> on the strength of this. <laughs> people, I think if people already live together, they don't need a list. They've built a life of their own. Mm. If they want to live over the brush, <laughs> then I don't see why they should get gifts as a reward for their essential immorality. What do you mean, over the brush? You know, if, you live, if you're not married. Is that uh, it's one of my favourite frank yeah. expressions. Hey, um, you know something about second marriages? Do you begrudge the fact that you've already bought them a present the first time round? Hell yeah. suddenly you have to buy them another present? Yeah, they get nothing. Nothing. Second time around, you get nothing. The strange nothing. thing, second marriages. They're one of these things, I don't feel that they're wrong mm. in any way to have a second marriage. But if ever I read, like, David Jones died from the monkeys, and it says, you know, he had two children by his first wife, and I thought, oh, I'm going off him. Hi, Fang. So I just thought, you know, he's, he's a bit of a fly-by-night <laughs> with his more-than-one-wife <laughs> attitude. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> yes. Now, you were boasting, yes, I'll say it, boasting, 
on the last show about fraternising with Richard Osman. Yes. The well-known celebrity. Well, well not fraternising with no, him, as it turns out. you were out. actually too scared to go up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not the only one. I um, was hanging with Rihanna last week. Re- Your Welsh re- friend. Is it gone? <laughs> Rihanna? No, the Rihanna, Holly. The oh, Rihanna. Rihanna. Mm. Yes. She was on Jonathan's show. Jonathan Ross. No, Jonathan Dimbleby. Yeah. Oh, was she? <laughs> Election <laughs> special. What's she talking about? The Leveson inquiry. <laughs> yeah, she was in on just sh- pants and a bra, obviously. She was on Jonathan Ross, and I took my niece Mimi because she's a massive fan. How old is Mimi? She's ten. So I hope I... Rihanna was de- decently. Well, Did you she... nip in and say I'm bringing my niece? If she's ten. Cover up, love, for a change. Isn't that weird though? Because a ten-year-old, I, d- I would worry if a ten-year-old was looking at Rihanna. Oh, they love her. Yeah, but she's That's pretty. Her demographic. She's pretty. She's long, she. As I discovered during the what live was, performance. What did, what did she wear for the meeting? She had a little, um, ra- well, it wasn't in a boardroom or anything. A rara skirt. <laughs> a little rara skirt. And it, she was covered, Frank, Thank the God. She had a polo neck. Bamba bamba dangy, wasn't there? A rara skirt. A rara skirt. He'd have cricked his neck if he'd have been there. He'd have fell over that two-litre bottle of coke he carries around with him for <laughs> photo opportunities. She's a fine-looking woman, I was have she, to say. Was she, she nice? She really is. She was lovely. Well, when I said to Mimi, look, we've got this very exciting news, we're going to meet Rihanna, first thing she said to me, can I bring a friend? Now, can I be honest, I love my niece dearly, but I don't say that. So if you ask me out to something, to the theatre, let's say, can I bring a friend? No. And then I quite respected her for it, because it was quite honest. It was, a, it was a level of honesty I respected. I'm not enough, Frank. I'm not sufficient company. Oh, I don't think it means that, does it? doesn't it? I think it means she's been given a huge opportunity and as a kind child, she thought, I could share this. Oh, Oh, really? See, I was thinking that the the friend is coming as a sort of adjudicator. (laughs) A wingman. To offer, for there's proof in the schoolyard when she says, I met Rihanna. (laughs) Yes. Ask Kirsten, if you don't believe me. That's how I think <laughs> well, it's going to go. Well, she needed it, Frank, because already they were all texting her saying, I don't believe you've met her. There you go. You they say. saw the picture. Sa- I said, send that picture through now. She sent the picture. They yeah, said, it looks like the- a cardboard cutout. Oh, no. Was it the Queen Mother's teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you tell those children to ring me. Here's my number. Um, but yes, a cardboard so she- cutout. That's the 3D generation. Yeah. That's what they thought. But she was she was really charming, Frank. But what was... When she, was she really? Yeah, she was lovely. She came oh. down, she said hello. Well, I say she said hello. What she said was, give me five, boom, boom. And there was all this <laughs> hand action, and I was glad. I, I would have just said hello, nice to Did meet Mimi you. Did Mimi know what was happening? <laughs> Mimi knew totally what to do. She boom-boomed her back and she vibed oh. and tent her and all sorts was going on. You do on. sound like my mother trying to describe <laughs> anything youthful. Oh, and then she gave her a oh, five been... and there was a ten involved. And... I'd have been so and embarrassed. then somebody got a Tamagotchi no, out. There was fists bumping everywhere. I was glad I didn't get involved. Oh, oh I'd, have, I'd have made a terrible fool of myself. I'd <laughs> have, have gone in for with a You know that Lenny curtsy. Henry, orky, I'd have probably done one of those. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been an awkward atmosphere. I then, Mimi said obviously, she wanted... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Would have been awful. Your David Bellamy impression in a minute. And um, Mimi then wanted a photo taken, obviously. So I leapt in, forgetting that I've got the most smashed-up iPhone in the world. Oh yes. And as I went to take the picture, I saw Rihanna smiling, and then she looked at all the smashed-up part of my iPhone, and I felt she was disappointed. Oh. I felt she thought I was a bit same tights, two days running type of girl oh. when she saw that oh, phone. Dear. She, her face fell. I could see it, Frank. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry <laughs> yeah. to that. Because she'd noticed something that for once wasn't perfect. Exactly. Yeah, do you think that's what it was? Mm. And prior to that, she thought I was, obviously. But um, um, So I said, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> oh, the 
<laughs> and again, she just looked. So blankly. glad you weren't there. But no, I'd, I'd, if I tried to be down with the down with the the kids, it would have been. <laughs> So did, did she get a souvenir other than a photo? She got a photo. Then afterwards, well, initially I'd said, she said, I need to go to the toilet, E, she calls me. I said, you can either meet Rihanna or go to the toilet. Life's about choices. What mm. do you want to do? She said, I can't decide. Really? Yeah. <laughs> toilet versus Rihanna. So That'd be a great game, wouldn't it? To urinate in front of her superstar. Or we in front of her. But no, so then... It, could this replace truth or dare? <laughs> toilet or Rihanna? <laughs> Okay, well. Then she performed, and then Rihanna came down off stage. She said, Hey, it's my little rock star. She went running. She took my niece away with her. They went off to the green room. I was surplus to <laughs> and, do you, and your niece is now touring as a support <laughs> act. She was at the Oscars, you know. Her, her and Zachary danced the night away. Uh, this is what it would have been like with me and Richard Austin when he finally had, had the nerve. <laughs> High five, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. And him in a little rah rah skirt. <laughs> And you wondering whether you should have actually gone to the loo. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet or Osman? <laughs> it's a tough one. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.